Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. Time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of his age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for the lust. Blindly busting, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul. For a chance to receive his mark this opportunity once again to be able to leverage this electronic ecclesia, this cinchcast broadcasting system to be able to touch people's lives in different parts of the world and just, you know, just try to hold it together while we're waiting. And we just praise your name, Father. We thank you for giving us the strength the renewal of our strength um, that we so hunger and thirst for from Isaiah 40, 31 and other scriptures that promise uh, that renewing of strength. Father, we just thank you for helping us to understand that we need to stay focused on one day at a time, not to be worried about the things that are in the imminent future, but to be in full trust with you, because when we are in trust with you, Father God, that is where we get our peace. And we need to have that peace in days that are like today, uh, where it appears that, you know, things, you know, big black satanic walls are, are crunching in against us and our families. And we really wish we could just get out of here now, Father God, because we can see what's coming. But we praise you for opening doors that only you could open and the holy ground that only you could allow us to stand upon to touch other people's lives, to be able to pray fervently for the lost in different parts of the world, and to be able to affect change by calling down heaven's angels, heaven's resources, and heaven's power to, to into action across this earth to touch people in dreams and visions of the night like never a time there ever was uh, since before the foundations of the earth. And we thank you, Father, for that opportunity. It is not a diff- it is, is clearly a very difficult path, uh, far more difficult than I, I suspect any, any other generation uh, has gone through, uh, especially to those of us who are, well, very awake and aware, and we can see the things that are happening around us, and well, they're unpleasant, and I know that they trouble you as well, Father, but your mercy endures forever, Father. You would want not one to perish, and we are here to serve
serve you. We praise your holy name, and we thank you for every opportunity that you would, would extend that merciful hand to us that we might be able to help in whatever way possible through prayer, through worship, through touching people's lives, through kindness, through uh, whatever whatever uh, you know gift of giving that we can uh, extend to somebody who's hurting uh, and and give you all the glory for it, Father, uh, just and to be able to change and affect other people's lives in a positive way that would ultimately lead them to the gorgeous, awesome beauty of heaven and, uh, and an eternity with somebody who loves us far more than we could ever understand our Lord Jesus Christ. And to him, our Lord Jesus, who's able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless before the presence of your glory, Father. God with exceeding joy, and to you, Father, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Tonight was a little bit of a surprise for me. Um, that's why I held off so long getting the uh, radio show invitation or whatever, the marketing email out, uh, because quite frankly, I had no idea what I was going to talk about. And usually at least I have an inkling of an idea, but not tonight. Um, praise God. Um, uh, this evening we were going to have Sister Elena join us, but in her life right now, uh, the, the old uh, uh, colloquialism that we often use, when it rains, it pours well. Unfortunately, Sister Elena has gone through a little bit of the pouring right now, maybe even a few thunderstorms, and uh, we can just remember to lift her up in prayer because uh, she can definitely use it. Praise God. But anyway, she had to um, pull out uh, the program tonight. She did offer to come on, and I, and not, not under the circumstances. 
is I, it's too private. I'm not going to go into the details of what she's going through, but um, I certainly wouldn't put her in a position where she felt guilty or, or, or obligated uh, under the circumstances to come on the program tonight. So um, I, I just thought, you know, now what the heck? You know, I kind of started probing around. I mean, we've covered an awful lot of territory. We've covered the reptilians, Planet X, you know, so so many things, so many things. Um, You know, and I didn't really have anything. And I I just started to probe around a little bit. And I thought, wow, you know, there is an awful lot of material that would be, I don't know. I don't even know if it's going to be interesting or not. I mean, it might put you to sleep. Uh, It might might make you say, hey, wow, was that that long ago? Um, It might bring back some memories it might cause you i hope not i don't want that to happen but it could cause you it you know to second guess a little bit you know you might say wow if that was happening back in 2015 um where are we actually now in the end times timeline right might make you take a second look um and um i don't mean it to be that way this is definitely not intended to be a program of 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 anything but encouragement but i do think it is healthy uh to go back in time a little bit and to look at some of the things that we were uh tracking back in 2015 etc different parts different times um and um and just you know kind of walk down memory lane um, and for those of you who are completely brand new to the show or only been around for the last couple of years, um, you might be like, I don't know. I don't know how I, I can't even imagine. And I mean, I really just cannot imagine what it would be like to be listening to the program, uh, you know, and uh, have not uh, walked along with the program through the times that we might touch on for a little bit. I'm not going to spend the whole program doing that, uh, but I did want to touch on a few of the things because, you know, it has a way of, you know, uh, I don't know. I was going through some of the stuff myself this morning, just kind of um, skimming over it, and I thought, wow, that'd be kind of interesting to touch upon. That'd be kind of interesting to touch upon because there were so many things that were going on back in 2015 and around around about that time frame uh, that were going on that were leading uh, so many of us to be, well, totally at the ready because we had every reason to be ready. Uh, we were being told by prophets from, I mean, really good ones too, that ones that we felt were anointed ones that I would claim would be on my A-list, and uh, they were saying that we we weren't leaving. I'm sorry that that uh, that you know that Obama wasn't going to leave office, that there wasn't going to be another president, all this kind of stuff, and um, you know, and as I was going through some of those, I was thinking to myself, no wonder. And um, one of the lessons to be learned from this is to hang in there. Okay, Uh, and uh, so I don't know. I I figured we'd peruse through a few of those, uh, maybe a few other ones. I don't know how long I'm going to run this program tonight. I don't know. Um, I do know that uh, probably because of the length of the four-day weekend uh, over the 4th of July, um, I don't know how to explain it, but when you become disconnected from, you know, intentionally disconnected from all the things that are not not 100% of everything, not 100% of everything, but the vast majority of the ugly, you're no longer, you know, probing, probing, probing around for apocalyptic uh, um, uh, articles and things like that. And unfortunately, having to be exposed to some trans 
disgusting horrors that are uh, out there, uh, unfortunately, for people to see. I wish they could block those things out so we wouldn't have to even peruse past them. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, you know, I, it was nice. It was nice. Uh, I, I wished I had uh, gone ahead. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I, I what I did was I just went ahead and did what I said I was going to do. I got some old comedy box sets and uh, watched some nice comedies from the 1980s and kind of went off into a little bit of an escape. Uh, I don't know, a mental escape, a, a divorce from all things ugly, apocalyptic, LGBT, LMNOP, and everything else under the sun that we have to be exposed to right now. I wonder what God was thinking when he appointed us uh, for the times that we live in right now. Uh, what, what do you, I would I really kind of wonder. I mean, I would really like to ask our Heavenly Father or our Lord Jesus, what, you know, what were you guys thinking when you chose us to live during a time that is so horribly disgusting and un- intolerable? Uh, and, and how are we supposed to act? How are we supposed to feel amidst all the evil that, that, that we're being, you know, that we're, that we're having jammed down our throats, really? Um, and, and then it blows my mind to even consider, and I'm sure it blows your mind too, uh, to even consider that there are people out there, you know, in church or whatnot, uh, that um, are vaguely, at best, even introduced to some of these things and concepts. They're, they're just not aware of it. Um, that that fries my mind. I'll just borrow a Jonathan Cleck ism. Uh, you know, I'm going to need a special. You know, I need a special specialist sometimes, metaphorically speaking, to scrape my chin off the off the floor, off the ground, because I cannot believe that people can be just kind of going through life and uh, unaware of the stuff you know and um and sometimes we just need to divorce ourselves from it disconnect cut the umbilical cord uh you know get ourselves involved you know that scripture does say keep our mind stayed on things above and not on things of this world colossians 3 verse 2 uh praise god and and it's easier said than done though i mean any one of us would would readily admit you know if you are truly awake and aware to all the things that are happening around us right now you would readily admit uh, that it is super duper easier said than done. Uh, it, you know, you to cut yourself off completely. I mean, it's one. You know, if you shut everything down, all your media, you didn't look at your phone, and you just opened up your Bible, maybe your paper Bible, so you weren't distracted by any kind of notifications coming across your phone that might catch your attention and draw you in. So you'd probably be wanting to work with the paper Bible and just sit there alone and you know get some you know snuggle up and uh, get a nice blanket or some something real big, nice, giant thing of ice water or whatever, and just read your Bible and disconnect that way. That's a great way to disconnect, you know. Um, uh, you know, but it, it is not easy. It, it's not easy, especially if you've got people that are dependent upon you, that are in the foray of the world. Uh, they're constantly, you know, I, I have people that I take care of and help, and they're in the midst of no good all the time. And I'm always having to rescue them and, you know, that kind of thing. But that's all right. It's a blessing. I look at it as a blessing and praise God, you know, that I can set myself up, set myself as an example of, you know, a type of Jesus to them so that they, you know, know that, um, you know, what Jesus would do if, uh, you know, you were in a really crummy situation and you needed a little bit of help. And I, I want to be that person. I like to be that person to help other people. It's just sometimes you get a little bit more than you bargain for. All right. Praise God. And that's just kind of how it goes. But anyway, uh, so like I said, I do not know. I don't know where this show's going to go. I've never done a show like this before. I always had 
a theme or something that, you know, is going to be reptilians or aliens or whatever or the cosmos or whatever, you know. But um, tonight I'm just going to probe around a little bit, look at some of the older stuff, um, some of the older prophecies and things to take us back to memory lane. And I think it, I think it has a value. And I believe that that value is to anchor us so that we don't, in the midst of all of the ugly that we're being, that's being jammed down our throats right now, um, we somehow, and I don't know how, I don't know what the answer is, but we somehow learn through prayer, through trust, through seeking the Lord, through constant communion with the Father throughout the day, whatever it takes to be able to get us over the hump of every single day, one by one, one day at a time, okay? Because um, I think going back through memory lane will help to, you know, for those of us who have been around for a while, will help us to go, oh, yeah, wow, I remember that. Oh, my gosh, you know, and then, you know, it, it has a way of, Letting you know, you know, because a lot of us, uh, when you know, if we don't go back a little bit through memory lane and remember some of the things that we've been through, it allows our it allows our psyche, our our body, soul, spirit, flesh, and heart, whatever you want to call it, everything you know, it allows our minds, you know, to swirl and and we just see the things that are happening and all of the threats and all the, you know, and I, I don't have the heart to tell people. They send me, I get emails from people and they send me uh, stuff you know, from sources that haven't been right in like 5,000 years, but I don't, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just like, God bless you. Thank you so much. And it's okay. You know, people will have to figure out those things on their own. Uh, but, um, th- but there's so much, as you might imagine, I'm not going to name names, but there's a, an untold number of our old favorite, um, uh, apocalyptic news sources out there that are really jumping on the bandwagons. Let's just put it that way. Um, even when all of the fuss was going on over the uh, threat over July 4th slash July 5th and the uh, Zaporizhia um, uh, nuclear power plant threats and all this blah, 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 blah. You know, I just, I just really didn't, I never really got excited, not even an inkling. I have people sending me, oh, look at this, you know, Hunter Biden snorting coke on the porch of the White House. And I'm like, whatever. I mean, really, whatever. Whatever. Because ain't nobody going to do a dagnabbit thing about it. We know nobody's going to do a dagnabbit thing about it. So why should we even care? What's the big deal? You know, I mean, yeah, no, it shouldn't be allowed. No, he should be in jail for like five billion years. I understand all these things. But after a while, you got to get a little bit of a callus going on. You know, you got, I don't mean to lose the love of the Lord Jesus. I don't mean to not be praying uh, perpetually and forever and to be in love with Jesus and to be intimate with, with our Lord and to sing songs to him in the morning and to have communion uh, in, the, in the wee hours of the morning when you first get up and, and just, you know, be intimate and in that secret place of the Most High. That's not what I'm talking about losing the love of your neighbor, losing the love of other people that you need to be praying for. But, you know, we got to get a little bit of a callus to be able to deal with the ugly, the evil, the sickness, the twistedness, the horror, the horror. I feel like I'm I, like, like I, I'm what's his name on on Apocalypse Now? The horror. The horror. Remember that scene? Well, I forget that guy's name. His, but anyway, whatever. But 
so yeah, we got to come to a place somehow where you know, or we totally disconnect. I actually know people you know that are friends of mine that have been friends of mine for a really long time from the radio show. Uh, you know, haven't done this for twelve years and stuff. You know, you, you some come, some go. It doesn't mean that they don't. They're not friends of mine still. It just means that they have come to a place in their walk where they cannot emotionally handle the apocalyptic news flow. You know, don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that they're ignorant. It doesn't mean that they're not aware of the things that are going on. They are. They just can't deal with the continuous flow. And they got to disconnect a lot more than other people do. Okay. And that's okay. I totally understand that. And um, if I didn't have to do the show uh, because it was assigned to me by the Lord, uh, then I, I'd be plenty happy, you know, um, uh, I don't know, finding, watch, I don't know, watching reruns of Cheers or something. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, you know, uh, it's a blessing. It's a burden. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, I guess it is important. You know, I'll tell you what, I surely wouldn't want to be just blindly waking up one day and find out that, um, hold on a second. What is that? I'm looking at. Wow, hold on just a second. Hey, wait a minute. I got to Hold on. Hold on. I'll be dagnabbed. Wow. There's a it looks like a big old sheriff's vehicle just pulled out in front of my house. Huh. It's a big one. It's like a SUV sort of thing. They're not coming this way, so that's kind of cool. For a change. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a big old SUV, uh, Hillsborough County Sheriff's uh, vehicle. So, you know, they, they parked the car right at the end of my driveway, which, of course, would be a warning sign. Normally, make me think they're going to come this way. But um, no, they, they got out of the car and went walking some other direction, so who knows what's going on. I don't know. I got Jesus signs all over the place, whatever. Um, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, hey, I figure that it is highly likely, really, given all the things that are going on in the world out there, all the, you know, uh, censorship, um, what do they call it, censorship industrial complex, all of the false uh, arrests that are happening over, uh, you know, false flags, you know, like J6, uh, all that kind of stuff, that sooner or later, I mean, I cannot rule out the possibility that someday I'll be on this radio show. And a couple of big black Tahoes will come pulling up. I can't rule it out. I have to assume that that is a possibility. Although, although um, I live in, I live and die by the protection of our Heavenly Father. I mean, otherwise, how could anybody do this kind of work? I, I really don't know. But it is kind of weird to have a big old, uh, a big old Hillsborough County Sheriff's uh, truck or whatever you want to call it parked right at, you know, I couldn't, like, if I wanted to drive out of my driveway right now, I couldn't. They literally got blocked off. So who knows, maybe they're crawling all over the roof of my house or something. They're going to come paratrooping in like at the end of a Christmas vacation with Chevy Chase, you know, <laughs> come flying in through my windows. I'll hear crashing sounds everywhere and my dog's barking. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But um, so I figured we'd just kind of probe around, look for good little tidbits of interesting things that we can, you know, latch on to and read and consider uh, and, and just kind of see how it goes. Um, but I'm not, you know, I, 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 
you know, I don't know how long we'll do it for. And, uh, and uh, you know, and I, I hopefully we'll learn something from it. And it will help to prepare us, our hearts, to be a little bit better prepared than we were back in 2015 when, um, uh, you know, um, some hearts were broken. A lot of hearts were broken uh, because we had so many. I mean, was it over 100 um, really good prophecies and visions and dreams? And, oh, my goodness, it was out of control. It was unbelievable. All saying the same thing, that Obama was not going to be leaving the office of the presidency. Okay, and that we were all getting ready to buckle up for martial law. And, oh, my gosh, was there so many reports. It was unbelievable. I mean, we were so beyond positive at that point that there was no shaking us. Uh, We were positive of it. So when I I remember when I woke up the next day, it wasn't just me. It was Sister Nancy. It was a whole bunch of us. We woke up the next day and we found out that Donald Trump was, uh, uh, you know, was uh, um, uh, elected president. And... um, absolutely in a state of total shock. Okay, now it looks like somebody's walking back to the big giant sheriff's vehicle. Hard to tell what's going on. Anyway, I'm going to try not to pay too much attention to it, but I will say this. Historically, when a couple of sheriff's vehicles pull into this cul-de-sac, I don't know why, but somehow or another, they find their way to my front door. So hopefully that's not going to be the case. And I can just continue with the show. If it is, the case and they find their way to my, you know, and it's it's a lot of times it's just dumb stuff. You know, it's just like, have you seen anybody driving around in a pink shirt or what, you know? And I'm like, no, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's, um, you know, one of them just walked back to the main, uh, it looks like to the driver's seat of the uh, big SUV sheriff's vehicle thing in my jiggy, but, um, I don't know. I, I can't even tell because there's some other vehicles out there, too, and they may be part of the uh, posse. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, um, that's kind of kind of like how the program's going to flow tonight. I don't know if it's going to um, suck a balut. And if you haven't ever had balut and you ever hear somebody saying, balut, balut, run for your lives. You do not want to suck on a balut. It is an awful, horrible thing. You can look it up on the Internet, B-A-L-U-T, uh, and uh, that'll probably be the last time you look up anything on the Internet. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just a little bit of warning there. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Anyway, on that note, let's go ahead and go into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, it's not normal. This is disturbing. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, taking a little bit closer look, I zoomed in, and it, there's not one, but there's two big old uh, Sheriff's Department uh, SUVs out there right at the end of my driveway. So strange. I don't like that. <laughs> it creeps me out. Oh, well. 
never know what they're looking for or what they're hunting for or whatever the case may be. But so far, like I said, they haven't had it. They have not walked up to the door of my house yet, which I will just go ahead and tally down in a W column. I'll put a put a tally mark in the W column for tonight, and hopefully they don't change their mind and decide they're going to come up here. If they do, I might have to shut down the radio show like really fast and go down and deal with whatever it is they're looking for. You never know. You never know. I mean, uh, places, the whole world has gone crazy. People, I mean, I've had people tell me that they're pretty sure when they go out in public and they're walking around that people are, are like losing it. I don't know if it has something to do with um, the vax or multi-vaxes or any of that kind of stuff. I have no idea. Now, one of, one of, the, one of the sheriff's cars are pulling around and facing looks like they're going to head out of the cul-de-sac area okay wait a minute they're slowing down looks like they want to chit chat with one another through the windows i don't know it's weird huh they don't look like they're interested in me at all at least not yet (laughs) hallelujah thank you jesus anyway let's go ahead we're going to pick up where we left off on the last program which was this uh dinitrogen tetroxide chemical spill in the Chicago area. All right, ready, get set, here we go. It's not normal. All right, praise God. So this is the first guy. This guy is the one who came forward amidst a number of uh, video snippets uh, talking about this uh, very unusual chemical smell that was, and it was all over. They were taking, I I saw photographs and many videos uh, all over Twitter, probably dozens of them, uh, talking about this all the way from all over the state of Michigan, down into Illinois. uh, And then they actually had a map of the... I don't know, poisonous gas coverage uh, that they had somehow gotten a hold of. I don't know from where. But anyway, it looked like it was covering all of Michigan, uh, Chicago area, and neighboring states uh, pretty heavily, whatever. And, and I, don't, you know, I don't know who the guy was. It, he, he seemed like he was military-related. You know, there was a particular guy that jumped in. Uh, you know, and uh, anyway, he was the one who said that, no, 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 this is dinitrogen tetroxide, and it's bad. And you all need to stay inside the house for a little while. But anyway, here's one of the guys uh, warning about, he says, this guy jumps in. Now, they, there were people saying, oh, they're trying to blame it on uh, uh, the fires up in Canada and this, that, and the other thing. So there's a lot of speculation that was flying around. Then this one guy jumps in there from the Chicago area and says, warning, no, it is a pipeline break of some type. All right. All right. Now I'm keeping my eyes on these uh, big, beefy uh, police cruisers here as they're doing U-turns in my called a Zach. Just want to make sure they don't change their mind and pull up in my driveway. Yeah, if, if I seem a little suspicious, it's because I've had a lot of them you know, pull up in my driveway over the years. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. And I was always not guilty, okay, thank goodness, uh, but times are changing, right? Amen. You never know what you're going to be guilty for nowadays. All right, praise God. So anyway, let's go ahead and listen to this guy in Chicago. I'm nobody trying to reach somebody, so listen. I was watching some other TikTokers, and do your due diligence. I promise you, you need to share the crap out of this for everybody. There's a gigantic, catastrophic gas line or gas break 
in the Chicago area. It's a hazmat two situation, and that's what we're seeing across our, our state. And there's a lot of people showing stuff on air quality, like up in Quebec. They don't have a problem with air quality up there right now, other than some few different parts. But this is what's going on. This has nothing to do with the, the wildfires in Quebec. Go check it out for yourself. Google <coughs> Chicago gas line break. We're inhaling gas fumes. That's why it smells funny. It's chemical-based, and there's something going on. It's giving people headaches. It's causing burning sensations. So, I mean, it, it's, it's completely insane. So do yourself a favor. Share this with everybody because everybody needs to know what's happening. This ain't nothing to do with wildfires, man. People who are told that, you're just ignorant, plain ignorant. Stop being told people. Go do your research yourself and find out what's going on. Pay attention to other TikTokers, people reporting this stuff. This is why they want TikTok banned in America, because people keep reporting things instantly, and it's getting across to hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people as fast, and the government can't shut it down. That's why they're trying to push for TikTok to be banned. Now, I praise God. So anyway, so this guy pretty much said his piece, um, you know, and there may be a little bit of truth to that. I don't um, uh, it makes sense to me. They're also coming out with um, a a competition for Twitter uh, coming from Facebook and blah, 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 blah. It just never ends. Kids, are you ready? I almost forgot about you guys. Kids. All right, kids. Why did the bald man say when he got a comb? uh, I'm sorry. What? did the bald man say when he got a comb for his birthday? Thanks. I'll never part with this. <laughs> get it, kids? I kind of get it better than I ought to. Yeah. All right. Kids, why did the farmer ride his horse to town? Because it was too heavy to carry. <laughs> of course it's too heavy to carry. All right, kids. What did the flea say to his friend? Should we walk or catch a dog? (laughs) Should we walk or catch a dog? Kids, come on. Think about it. You don't like that one? All right. Well, I don't blame you. I don't like it that much either. All right, so the next uh, one uh, regarding the poisonous air uh, situation in the central part, of, central northern part of the Midwest of the United States, it was, uh, and who knows, you know, who knows, who knows? None of us will ever know. Um, you know, wow. Talk about a conspiracy that's like 500 miles deep. You know, a thousand miles wide. Um, oh, I don't even, it's just unbelievable. But anyway, let's go ahead and take a listen to this guy. This guy actually has, uh, this This guy's like top-notch paranoia. Top-notch paranoia. He has what appears to me to be a multi-thousand dollar meter, air quality meter. And this is him walking from the inside of his house out to the outside of his house, checking the... Um, the intensity of the poison, (laughs) the concentration of the poison. So anyway, let's take a listen to this real quick. So that was my readings inside my house. Going outside now. 
harmful. Barely see it here. Serious. This is what they claim is from wildfires, which is horseshit. The amount of formaldehyde in the air in Michigan is on the serious level. Like, we're talking, like, dangerous here. And it's just going up. I mean, this... It is. The meter just keeps going higher and higher and higher higher and higher. But anyway... All right, praise God. So, um, and a lot of these videos, there's no way I can possibly edit them. I'm playing them live right off the internet, so sometimes, you know, they're going to slip a word in on me. Uh, so, uh, just you know, try to hang in there. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Another guy. This guy's out on a boat. Uh, looks like Lake Michigan could be, probably is. Uh, and this is his little commentary in regard to what he's running across. Uh, all happening within, I mean, literally within 30 minutes of of uh, one another. These videos were popping up. Here we go. Good afternoon. This is Nick reporting live from Muskoka. As you can see behind me, the air is filled with smoke. But if you take a nice little whiff of that, it does smell like a little bit like plastic. Um, anywhere else in Ontario, take a whiff outside. What's it smell like? Does it smell like a forest fire? I don't think so. What's going on? What are they spraying in our forest? All right, so um, we have definitely entered a time, uh, and it's about time, uh, that uh, more and more people are becoming super paranoid. Uh, they ought to be. Uh, they have every reason to be. Um, as a matter of fact, they were finding, you know, uh, even while the, uh, tra- you know, we were going like, oh, wow, look, another train is derailing. Oh, look, it's full of chemical, you know, poisonous chemicals and all this kind of stuff. Well, you know, then there was this, like, period of time for about three or four weeks where um, then they started to find train derailers. Now, train derailers are protected devices, and you're not supposed to be able to get a hold of them, and the only reason they're ever used are for extreme safety purposes under very rare circumstances. But they're starting to find they – were, they were finding train derailers all over the place. I mean – a lot of them, and people would, you know, they'd have their cameras out, and they'd be filming it, and they'd be, it would always start out with, what's this thing? And then somebody would jump in and go, that's a train derailer. That's not even supposed to be available to, to, to people. You know, those are, those are that's protected equipment, uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, the, the, the evil that's going on out there, the intention, you know, I'm really kind of surprised, and I'm glad uh, that it's not happening, but I probably speak too soon by the time I finish the sentence, uh, but um, it is kind of goodish sort of news that we haven't seen any large scale food facilities get you know arsoned and you know set on fire and blown up uh, for a little while, but. Who knows? We don't know what it, what's it. now. Listen to this. This is a is a young lady uh, who I guess lives in Australia, and she's going to tell us her story about what happened when she went to the bank to get some money to pay, uh, evidently for a contractor to do some work at her house. Okay, and let's take a listen to what happened to her. This is coming our way, folks. Coming our way. And I needed three and a half thousand dollars cash. So I went to the bank, but I didn't have my physical card. I thought, oh, that's fine. I'll just go to the teller. The teller proceeds to tell me they don't have cash in the bank anymore. You can only get it out through the, through the ATM. But she said, don't worry, I'll set your card up so you can just tap it in place with your card. I said, oh, okay, great. 
away. She'd done her bit on the computer and she came with me to the teller to make sure everything was fine. And it just kept giving an error message. It wouldn't even let me get to the point to put my pin in. When I tapped it, it just gave this error message. And she said, I'm really sorry, there's nothing we can do. I was like, what do you mean? I need to get my, my money out of my bank account. And she was like, yeah, really sorry. Like, we don't carry cash here. Um, she said, if you've got another bank, you can transfer your money to, you can try it with them. Luckily for me, I am with another bank, so I transferred every single penny out of that account, closed the account while I was there, and went and got my money at another bank. But it just got me thinking about our banking system and where we're at, and how the hell can you go to a bank and not access your own money? All right. So anyway, so uh, evidently she is not fully aware of the forthcoming cashless society, the CBDCs, the um, the FedNow thing is starting up now. So, well, it's not, I don't want to say it's starting up. A lot of people are implying that it is starting up and that's not actually true. What they're doing is they're beginning the piloting, the piloting of the FedNow system. Uh, and uh, what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, what it means is they're going to uh, start rolling it out to groups of people and, you know, testing it and seeing how well it works. And, you know, and then once they get all the bugs worked out of it, then they're going to start pushing it on more and more people. Now, what's fascinating is there are a noteworthy number of conspiracy theorists out there, as if there was such a thing uh, nowadays, um, that are out there saying, you know, the trick is that you don't want to ever accept their digital ID. So you don't want to accept FedNow, whatever they call it, uh, you know, peanut butter and jelly cookies, whatever they call the doggone digital ID, you don't want to accept it because that's the key. According to all these people that are following this thing that way way more closely than I'm following it, and they're saying, well, if they if they can't force you to take the FedNow app, if they can't force you to take the whatever digital ID app, okay, then they cannot force you to participate in their beast financial cashless society system. The problem is, I really don't. I mean, it, it sounds neato and everything, you know, but I pretty sure that these entities from the bowels of hell, these principalities and powers and spiritual hosts of wickedness and disgusting places, um, have a plan, as they always do, uh, for forcing it upon us one way or the other. Uh, and so I just hope that we're out of here before then. I don't want to have to go through that. I think we've been through enough already. But anyway, that's just me. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just keep on praising our way through, uh, you know, every bump on the road, every bump on that narrow path. Praise Jesus. All right. Next one up. Hallelujah. Ukraine is preparing for a second stage of counteroffensive in the Zaporizhia region, uh, uh, according to officials. And again, all this is a lot of noise, um, uh, you know, having to do with the back and forth and the threats and the lies coming from, you know, the Ukraine, of course. And uh, it, it's a little bit exasper, ex exacerbating. You know, you, you just, you know, you get to a point after a while, it's just like you just wish somebody, some spaceship or something would come down and beam Zelensky and his cocaine-doing buddy, uh, Hunter Biden, up and just take him away to another planet and, I don't know, probe him or something. But anyway, whatever. we got to deal with it. So it is what it is. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. <laughs> 
Reports. The European Union is rushing to secure gas right now for the winter. So again, you've, we, we still got the reports that are coming in that in Germany, a lot of the people are going and getting wood. Uh, they've had situations where people were running out of wood. They've had situations where people were going into the forest and cutting their own wood. Uh, you know, And now they're trying to get some sort of backup gas flow coming in uh, to different parts of the European Union uh, because they realize that they're in kind of a crummy situation for this. Uh, this coming winter and uh, when uh, they were blowing up the gas lines and all that other stuff, there was much discussion regarding how bad this particular coming 2023 winter was going to be. So let's see if that actually happens. We do not know, but it does look like they're scurrying to get backup supplies and, and, and such like that. So anyway, we'll see how that all uh, turns out and uh, hopefully it, it's not as horrible as it sounds like it might be. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. Vatican document urges talks on welcoming LGBTQ people uh, and into and women's role and whatever. And so now the Vatican is jumping on that whole bandwagon. Did Is anybody surprised? I mean, if, come on, really? I mean, the false prophet, we know who the Antichrist is. We know who the false prophet is. We are so lined up for the end, for the book of Revelation to explode uh, off the pages. Uh, we're in the middle of it, really. Uh, it's just that it, you know, I don't know. I suppose if you were to look at, you know, the third seal, the fourth seal, the second seal, the third seal, and the fourth seal, I would sub- I would submit it's reasonable to estimate that we're about 10% to 15% into each one of them, maybe a little bit further. However, what is also reasonable is to estimate that some significant false flag attack, even bigger than the whole Zappari- whatever you know nuclear power plant deal, something really big, could jettison all the progress of those three seals forward at incredible rates of speed. The whole world could just explode into, uh, you know, uh, World War III and, uh, you know, and a global financial collapse. And so there, there you would have your third, your third seal and your fourth seal uh, rolling very quickly forward. All right, praise God. And then, of course, you know, we need to be ready by then. Praise Jesus. Let's hope, hope that we're as ready as we can be right now. Hallelujah. All right, next one up. All right, this one here is uh, headlined, uh, Unvaxxed Amish death rates are 90 times lower than the rest of the United States of America. And a major study on the impact of the pandemic on Amish communities has found that COVID death rates, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, are 90 times lower within the Amish. So, anybody surprised? Anybody surprised? Of course, we're not surprised. All right, the next one up. Thank you, Jesus. All of a sudden, outbreaks of malaria, H5N1, swine flu, and monkeypox are all in the news. So is Bill and oh, all that other stuff. It's just it's a, it's a never-ending pile of happiness, isn't it? Woohoo! Can't wait for tomorrow. All right, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. All right, this one here I'm going to have to – oh, okay, okay. This is one of the ones that was that kind of started it all, uh, and, and it says it, – it, it, so, so, so. Several days ago, there started to appear 
a, I don't know what you want to call it, a snapshot of a page of information on Twitter. And then it started to get copied and retweeted from one to another to another to another to another to another and et cetera, et cetera. And, and off it went. Became kind of viral. Okay, and this person says, you know, they're anonymous. I am a lurker. I will get straight to the point. This is what's happening. And then they start talking about July 4th and July 5th and the Zaporizhia uh, power plant and how it's, you know, it's going to be, it's just going to be horrible. They're just going in. It's going to, you, you need to get food. You need to be prepared. It's going to be absolutely horrible. They're going to blow the thing up and, you know, run for your lives. Oh, my gosh. You know, all that kind of stuff. All right. He's even he, this particular particular individual even goes in and says that there were, you know, a bunch of people that he knew that got fifteen thousand dollar bonuses uh, to buy survival equipment, uh, you know, because they were in the area. Yada, 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 yada. All right. And again, what do we got? What do we got right now? The time in Kiev they can call it Kiev if they want to, but it's been Kiev my entire life, and I will call it Kiev if I want to. So Nana Boo Boo. But it is now 2:52 a.m. That means it is no longer Jan- uh, July the 5th. So they have missed their evil blow, whatever it is they're trying to blow up deadline. Uh, does that mean they may not still try to do something? They've been trying to do something for a really, really long time. We'll see what happens. We don't know. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Another headline up here. It uh, says, according to the advisor of the General Directorate of the Nuclear Power Plant Agency, uh, boy, don't ask me to pronounce that word, uh, Ukraine is uh, planning to strike the Zeponesian power plant overnight on July the 5th with a m- missile containing a dirty bomb warhead. And Russia Today comes comes out with nuclear provocation at the bottom of the screen and they announce, you know, because they're trying to cover themselves. They're trying to cover themselves because they know anybody that has an ounce of common sense, which aren't isn't very many people, really, when you go by per capita. I mean, you're dealing with really a kind of a scary situation, folks. You know, I've, uh, I was talking to my niece the other day, and I said, you know, if, if uh, Hannibal Lecter cut the top of a person's skull off and just opened it wide open, if they scrape the inside of their skull really hard, they might be able to find enough meat to fit the inside of a hollow pea. And that's being generous. But that's okay. We have to deal with this. And unfortunately, so do the Russians. And they have to come out there and warn, the, warn everybody what would normally take no more than a hollow peas worth of gray matter to say, wait a minute, why would the Russians blow up a power plant that they already have control over? But, you know, hey, what can you do? All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Kremlin warns of a high threat of nuclear sabotage by the Ukraine. So it's coming in. They must have, I don't even know how many. I mean, there must have been 30 articles coming in from Russia today, uh, from, uh, you know, you name it, all over uh, uh, this morning, uh, defending, you know, proactively defending themselves and letting everybody that, that, that would listen know that they're ha- they have nothing to do with it. it. It's not them. And it's that, you know, whatever, uh, you know, Hunter Biden's best friend. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. We are now on a war footing with Russia, says this particular entity. And this is there's an unfortunately this particular 
entity and this particular entity stance is sadly widely embraced. I do believe that these are tears. I do believe that these are warmongering principalities and entities from the bowels of Sheol that are part of the, you know, they live group. Oh, by the way, have you guys seen or heard about the person on the airplane? Oh, my goodness. It went absolutely viral on Twitter. No, no, I take it back. It was viral on, um, oh, what's the other one? The guy was just talking about it. Uh, but anyway, TikTok. I don't have TikTok on my phone or whatever, but people send me stuff, and I can still look at it on the web. But anyway, there was a um, an incident on, a, on an airline at Dallas-Fort Worth, and I got sent, I think, three or four renditions all from different people with different viewpoints and different footage angles, you know, camera angles. And this woman on the plane, just prior to the plane taking off, freaked out. You could tell that she was absolutely horrified. And she was like, you know, on her way out of the plane, heading toward the front of the plane. And she's like turning around and pointing back and saying, that is not human. That is not real. That is not, that is not human. I don't know what that is, but that's not human. And she's freaking out. Well, one of the guys that I got sent a, another viewpoint, from another uh, person, he's like, hey, I just want to let you know, everybody was saying that this woman was drunk and she was being obnoxious, and that is not the case. This woman was not drunk at all. He goes, I was sitting right beside her. I was only a couple of seats away, and she goes, she was, she, there was some kind of a conversation going on between her and this guy. I'll just call him the hoodie guy. He had a hoodie on, uh, you know, and uh, and let me tell you what happened. He goes, after she threw, got, you know, got really upset and started, you know, saying the things that she said and everything and got off the plane, she said, this guy goes, he goes, I looked back at the hoodie entity and he and he said it looked at me through the hoodie and winked and then he goes but here's the thing it wasn't a normal human wink the wink the eye the eye went vertically the winking went vertically and he made like a show you know he used his hands to kind of like show you how the eye was winking at him through the hoodie and he was on the plane so there's we're so surrounded with entities and beings and creatures and goodness gracious who knows what all right now i mean this is the darkest time i do believe with all of my heart with all of my heart that this is the darkest time the world has ever seen and what's worse is it's going to get worse so anyway, let's listen to this guy, one of many entities who are pushing extremely hard for as many dead bodies and bloodletting as possible. All right, let's listen to this entity. Here we go. We are now at war in Europe. We need to move to a war footing. We are involved in that. We've mobilized our procurement processes. We're gifting equipment we need to face Russia directly and reckon that rather than leaving Ukraine to do all the work. We are now at war in Europe. We need to move to a war. All right. We are now at war in Europe. We have to move to a war footing. You know, this is like that whole John Bolton thing. Let's, let's, you know, take over the world and, you know, just, you know whatever. Just like, whatever. Hey, folks, just hang in there. Hopefully we'll get out of here 
sooner than later. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. And then a redacted report. Uh, next up, unrest spreads across France and Switzerland and Belgium. 300-plus fires, 300-plus vehicles, torch 45,000 police de- deployed. What uh, 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 says... Okay, this is a misspelling. It says, uh, Western civilization decline or uh, racial reckoning. Uh, they're guessing, you know, and then they have some, some guests that they're going to have come and weigh in on the things that are happening. Uh, I've, I, I've listened to a number of um, people uh, that are experts or whatnot uh, expound upon their pearls of wisdom. And it, the bottom line is it's a combination of everything. It's a combination of everything. It's a combination of that they're fed up to hear with the government. It's a combination of they're fed up to hear with the WEF and all of their threats. They're fed up to hear with, uh, you know, with uh, um, other um, the things that are happening at the southern border of the United States of America. Okay, they, they, it's happening in their countries. Boatloads of people by the thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands, and there's uprisings going on that are interracial and all kinds of things like that that are happening that are that are and they're orchestrated. So if you go and you find on the internet, I don't even know if it's still out there on the internet. Um, I don't know if I have a local copy either, but I suspect I do. Of uh, Albert Pike's uh, Three World Wars um, write up. Okay, it's just a write-up. It's a white paper. And he writes about the Third World War, and he basically explains that they're going to rise up, the Muslims against the Christians, and they're going to all kill each other. And then they're going to rise up in the middle of all that death and bloodletting. They're going to rise up a new religion that's going to unify them all, and it's Satanism. There you have it. So that's the master plan. All right. um, Listen to this guy. This guy here is uh, a lieutenant, an ex-Air Force lieutenant general. uh, And I'm not exactly sure what his name is. Uh, It might be John Strand, but I'm not positive. But anyway, let's go ahead and listen to what this guy's. This guy's warning everybody that essentially that J6 was a false flag. Okay, here he is. I don't know. He looks like he's in a Capitol building or something doing some kind of an interview. Okay. Meaning, and you don't fully realize it, but every one of us here, every American out there, is going to have to stand up. We read about it in history. We read about Normandy and all of that, but now we are in it, and so we must spread it. We cannot cannot surrender. And the president said he wouldn't. You all know that it was that attack on the Capitol was done by Antifa, but it was enabled by McConnell by Schumer, by Pelosi, and the mayor. They knew that was coming. You've all been up there. There were hardly any security police there. And, and they moved in, and Antifa did their thing, and then the media picked it up. I worked for Fox for almost 17 years. It's disgraceful what they're doing. And then, and unfortunately, Rupert is driving that with his son, and they have now merged with the rest of the mainstream media. This is serious. This is expanding. We cannot let it happen. We don't have in the way. We don't have any time left was essentially what he's saying. And praise God, we pretty much got our arms around that. All right, hallelujah. Now, this uh, particular individual, it says, uh, World Health Organization's pandemic treaty slammed. We bring, we will bring you down. Now, I like this particular individual. Germany's Christine Anderson got a rapturous applause when vowing to bring the fight to the organizations over the tyrannical health regulations that they're trying to dump upon the entire world through these treaties. All right, and let's take a listen to this. 
praise God that there's at least one or two out of a thousand that are willing to say something. Will bring you down, and we will not fire until we have done just that. So brace yourself. We are here, and the fight is on. So let's have the fight. Let's commence with the fight. Why don't we? Thank you. Let's have the fight. Let's commence with the fight. We will bring you down. I don't know that lady, but I like that lady. All right, praise God. I could do without half, you know, I know, it's all heading at us like a big, gigantic black doors from a sci-fi movie, kind of closing in in all directions. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, listen to this. This is a guy interviewing. Uh, his name is uh, William uh, Forston, okay, uh, Montreal College faculty fellow, and he's on the phone uh, with our favorite uh, guy, Glenn Beck, okay, and just just listen to the first a little ditty of this conversation. Very uh, kind of like eye-opening. It wasn't something that had occurred to me, um, but it's true. And um, something very noteworthy to consider. All right, here we go. Hold on just a second. Boom. Start. We'll die in the first five minutes of an EMP. Uh, I would say none because of the EMP. You guys a question. How many people do you think will die in the first five minutes of an EMP? Uh, I would say none because of the EMP. Very few. A couple hundred thousand in the first five to ten minutes. From because what? Because there's over 2,000 commercial aircraft in the air right now. And a significant number of those, if they got hit by a major EMP, it shuts the computers down on the plane. And even if you have Sully up front piloting you into the Hudson River, that plane's going to fall like a rock. So a couple hundred thousand within minutes. You guys a question. How many people do you think will die in the first five minutes of an right, EMP? There we go. Hold on a second. Uh, I would say. All right. So, um, uh, you know, a lot of people, even I, you know, somebody would ask me that off the cuff. I'd have been like, I wouldn't have thought about the planes. But, you know, it, it, that very well may be true. I'm pretty sure, you know, if, if the EMP takes out the computer systems that are on the planes, it doesn't really matter whether or not they have ground guidance or not. Um, if their electrical systems are, are affected and fried, um, yeah, it's pretty much game over. All right, next thing, next one up. Hallelujah. White House report says blocking sunlight can prevent global warming. Now, you know, I don't know why this is such a big deal, and it's all over the Internet right now. And everybody's like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, I can't believe they're saying this. And I'm like thinking, what do you think they've been doing since 2000, since 1999? Okay, so anyway, I don't think they're doing anything differently now than they were doing 10, 15, 20 years ago, which is, it's loaded. There's a whole bunch of evil associated with chemtrails. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Harbinger's Daily, Franklin Graham. Never before in America have we seen such open contempt 
for the word of God. And boy, did he nail that. I, and I'm, and I'm, 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 I praise Jesus for him. I do. I praise Jesus for him. Because what I see more of, which is very disappointing, is I see more uh, evangelical Christians out there walking around with their head in the clouds, uh, not pointing out the, the, um, the magnitude of the evil that is going on out there. Okay, so I'm glad that this, uh, you know, that, that, that Franklin Graham's awakened to these things and is calling it out. All right, praise Jesus. Somebody needs to do it. All right, praise God. So the next one up. Alfred O'Donnell, ex-Area 51 chief, confirms possession of alien crafts and beings, backing Bob Lazar's assertion. So, again, this particular expert, and they've got all of his credentials up on this particular site, um, and, you know, to validate that he's he is who he says he is, but he uh, validates uh, Bob having worked with Bob Lazar, having worked on these various uh, uh, scout ships is what they essentially are. They're not the motherships, they're the smaller ones, uh, but I, I found found this uh, very uh, uh, interesting because you uh, it looks like his name is Alfred O'Donnell, yeah, former head of Area 51. So he came forward now. There's more and more people coming forward, by the way, which I find very interesting timing-wise considering – how close we're starting to get. I mean, you've got you've got uh, you know uh, uh, lawmaker bills that are coming out where they think they're going to be able to try to force feed, you know, force uh, um, uh, you know people who run uh, special access programs. You know, hey, if you want your funding, you got to tell us everything you know about you know aliens and all that kind of stuff. You know, and uh, it's 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 kind of borderline silly if you know how that stuff works. But you know, they're trying, and we'll see how that all. Who knows how it's going to pan out. But I will say it's uh, you know, very noteworthy uh, to see so much of this activity taking place uh, today. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Washington Examiner comes out and says, House investigator warns that UFOs are beyond control in our military airspace. So again, um, first off, came up on the Washington Examiner. Second off, it was a House investigator. Uh, you know, so again, we're getting, you know, and again, I could say Representative Tim, uh, you know, uh, Buchet, uh from Tennessee uh, believes this and that and the other thing. And, it, you know, and I, you know, and read the whole article. Okay. But, but the point here is to, to kind of bubble up the fact that everybody's in on it now. I mean, you know, I would say that pretty much every single program that we do, I I don't always report on all of them, uh, but I'll get three, sometimes four or five mainstream, mainstream, never used to be mainstream. Never used to be mainstream at all. Now we're getting mainstream reports from various agencies. Like I said, this is Washington Examiner coming forward. Here's another one from the Daily Mail. Okay, uh, UFO hunting. Harvard scientist says that debris from an unidentified object that crashed into the Pacific Ocean in 2014 appears to be artificial in origin and, and that they could be remnants of an interstellar spacecraft. I, I, I mean, we're getting reports like this. You know, Harvard scientists, MIT scientists, uh, you know, uh, major uh, newspapers, uh, Republican House members, uh, you know, investigative investigative committees and stuff, you know, bills that are being presented. So, you know, um, this 
concept. It's just it, it, it's it's it, it, it you know this concept of disclosure is going it, it's going on to a whole nother level. As a matter of fact, even on Redacted, like I said, they had Stephen Greer, Doctor Stephen Greer, on there, and once you put him on there, you've crossed the line. Okay, that you know because you know. Anyway, so anyway, um, praise God. And, of course, the last headline here on this uh, particular news um, stream is why why a Harvard professor thinks that he may have found fragments of an alien spacecraft. And, of course, they have a photograph of him with several different little pieces in, of, of debris that he believes is associated with an alien spacecraft. Let me see if I scroll in here a little bit more. Maybe, maybe not. No, no, wait a minute. Nope, 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 nope. Hold on a second. Let me find this guy. There he is. It says, after spending years studying the night skies for signs of extraterrestrial life, Harvard University astrophysicist Avi Loeb uh, believes he has found proof of their existence at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. And then it talks about all the money and the funding and the expedition and the equipment that they use and all this other stuff and, you know, this and thing. So anyway, um, it's just the sheer volume of it all. It really gives you know, a person, the feeling that we're getting super close, you know, um, you could say it's front loading. Um, maybe so. If you want to use that term, that's fine. I, I won't argue that. Um, I, I will say that the prevalence of it, the frequency of it, and the reputability of the sources of the information are very noteworthy for the first time in the 12 years that I've been doing this. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Now, uh, we're going to go ahead and enter into the um, second half of the show where I figured we'd probe around and look at some stuff from yesteryear and just kind of ponder on it a little bit. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, praise Jesus, let's go ahead and hold on, a, hold on just a second. Thank you, Father. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and... Mm, we'll bring on uh, this little ditty here from Brother Dan. He do, he doesn't like me to use his last name, so I just he says just refer to me as Brother Dan. So Brother Dan, if you're out there, God bless you, brother. You make some great music.
Praise God. So, oh, hey, I was like thinking to myself, hey, that wasn't a five second fade. And sure enough, somehow my soundboard decided it wanted to reset itself. All right, now we're going to go back in time a really long time. In fact, we're going to go back to the year 2012. So, for those of you who have been around, uh, hold on a second, let me resize this because it's, okay. Um, For those of you who were around uh, approximately, oh, maybe six to seven or eight months after we started the program, which was mid, it was about summertime of 2011, um, we started to report on this information because we knew that Russia was going to be a big, big part of the end times. Russia was going to ultimately nuke the United States of Babylon the Great. And um, and we knew this because we had so many testimonies. We had A.A. A. Allen, who's, you know, we had Dmitry Dudeman, we had Henry Groover. Um, so the testimonies of the incredibly godly people that the Lord had shown visions and dreams and and such to, to, um, to uh, set it in stone that this was going to eventually happen uh, was uh, unimpeachable. Uh, And so, uh, so at that point we started to collect news reports and um, it's really kind of fascinating. I'm going to go ahead and hold on a second. Let me, okay, here we go. So I'm going to go ahead this. So you have to kind of go back in time. Report, hundreds of tanks moving through Burbank, California, without desert camouflage. Military convoy now heading through the United States. This is an actual report. Another report, Reuters, May 17, 2012. Russia says action on Syria and Iran may go nuclear. Another report, Russia Today, Medvedev says Russia says it could preemptively strike the missile shield on 5-3 of 2012. Another headline reads, Russian nuclear-capable bombers intercepted near the West Coast for the second time in two weeks. This was reported on July the 7th of 2012. Another headline, Russia begins to increase submarine patrols off the coast of the United States on 722 of 2012. Another headline reads, United States Navy detects Russian sub off the East Coast at 116 of 2012. And then another report, Russian nuclear attack sub reportedly prowling in the Gulf of Mexico on August 22nd of 2012. And the reports continue, continue 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 can you believe it it just keeps on going on russia moves uh, nuclear missiles closer to cuba um you know just one report right after another russia never changed position on syria uh, again they were threatening uh, to use uh 
you know, to potentially have to use nukes if we, if the United States crossed a particular line during the Syrian conflict quite a few years ago, back in 2012. Another headline here, this goes into January of 2013. Russia says the United States is blaming the Aleppo blasts on on the Syrian government is absolutely blasphemous. Uh, Business Insider reports that the United States is waging an all-out proxy war with Russia in Syria, 1-4-2013. Iran-Russia security agreement on uh, 1-22-2013. It just keeps on going. And and I guess why I'm, I mean, literally, I could go through this i remember we used to go through this report pretty regularly back in 2012 and 2013 here's another report all the way up to january 22nd of 2014 russia plans cruise missile tests and bomber patrols from 2014 uh you know it just goes on and on and on so uh the whole um uh, what would you call it the saber rattling conflict between the United States, Russia, Michael, or you know Bolton, and all these entities, these warmongers, has been going on for quite some time. Uh, and uh, don't even get me going on the signing of the Minsk Accords and that big fat lie that was a you know ice pick in the eye to Putin. Uh, you know, because uh, again, they have been planning uh, what's going on today. They've been planning it for an awful long time. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm going to go ahead and scroll a little bit further. Ah, yes. Okay. So here is a report. Now, i got to squint my eyes a little bit to see if I can find the actual date. Yep. May the 17th of 2012. And uh, it was a Reuters report. And it actually says... Russian Prime Minister Dmitry Medvedev warned on Thursday that military action against sovereign states could lead to a regional nuclear war, starkly voicing Moscow's opposition to Western intervention ahead of the G8 summit at which Syria and Iran will be discussed. Ah, sounds like just yesterday, doesn't it? Here's another headline. Russia says it could preemptively strike the missile shield, which, of course, they're talking about, um, you know, um, tactical nukes. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Here uh, has a photograph of Obama, the Antichrist, shaking hands with Putin, and it says Russian nuclear-capable bombers intercepted near the West Coast for a second time in two weeks. This is July the 7th of 2012. This stuff's been going on a lot longer than we thought. Okay, it's just accelerated uh, to a level that we probably never imagined. <laughs> At least, you know, and the sickness and the twistedness and the degradation and the, oh, my gosh, the filthy Satanism. And, oh, man, it's gone off the scales compared to the way it was back in 2012. And, uh, the, the examiner comes out and reports Russia begins to increase submarine patrols off the coast of the United States. And it goes on with just reports uh now I could I could just sit here and read it one little thing after Commander Admiral Vladimir can't pronounce his last name said on Friday apparent responses of the threat posed by the United States which has adopted a preemptive war strategy and on and on and on it goes uh, all kinds of reports about different types of subs nuclear capable subs subs that have you know nuclear uh, you know. Submarine launched nuclear missiles on them. There's a big difference between a sub that is nuclear propulsed versus a sub that actually has, like an Ohio class submarine, you know, nuclear missiles on it. Which, by the way, for those of you who are 
even vaguely interested uh, if a Russian sub was off the coast of the United States and pressed the button to launch a submarine-launched nuclear missile. It takes precisely seven seconds, seven seconds for that missile and its, uh, you know, uh, MIRVs to reach the target of the cities that it's intended to detonate above. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So, again, the the reports just go on and on. Here's another report from InfoWars. Russia moves nuclear missiles to Cuba, according to Paul Joseph Watson, August the 2nd of 2012. So they're saying Cuban Missile Crisis Part 2. But wait a minute. Isn't it? Today, today, uh, in 2023, we're talking about China doing it. Hmm? Interesting. So anyway, again, um, nu- nuclear Christmas, false flag in America to blame on Iran. Uh, they're speculating in this particular article. So again, these things were going on pretty heavy duty back in 2012, 2013, 2014. Another report from the Telegraph says United States aircraft carrier strike force readies in case of war with Iran. Dun, dun, dun. So again, these are reports that are kind of like blasts from the past uh, that uh, I think, quite frankly, we've forgotten about. And um, I I find it very interesting to kind of probe back and refresh my memory of how intense the reports were, even back as far as 2012. No wonder we thought we were leaving any moment now. No wonder we expected something big to happen any second. And back then, we did not have the information that we have now, prophetically speaking. The information that we have right now to understand the things that are going to happen as part of, you know, the unraveling of the seals in Revelation chapter 6, the information that, you know, the Lord has given me over the years uh, in very tiny little teaspoon-sized, you know, bites, uh, building upon a, a little bit more, building more, building more, building more, giving me a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Like back then in 2012, I did not know when the day of the Lord was. Back in 2012, I did not know that during the Day of the Lord there was an alien invasion. Back in 2012, I did not know that during World War III there's a massive alien invasion that occurs. There's so many things that the Lord has shown me over the years, and 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 and, and stitching it all together, and it just it, oh my gosh, it's absolutely mind numbing. It's absolutely amazing. Now. For grins and giggles, I have a very old, I don't know if you have, I don't know what, what very old means, but I would submit that it goes back to at least 2013, maybe a little bit earlier. Um, and this is a document entitled Obama Prophecies. So I thought this might be a little bit interesting to go through as well. Praise God. So, of course, we have this one still valid, and I hold it very dear to my heart. Uh, and <clears throat> and it's uh, this is about the this is what's known as the Awalu prophecy from 1912. Okay, and this is known as the Son of Kenya prophecy. Okay, where uh, it. It's a very short prophecy, but basically what it says uh, is that there will be a man who was born in Kenya who will rise to power in the United States and ultimately bring it to its complete destruction. 
Okay, and says, so far they, the United States, strayed into wickedness into those future times that their destruction has been sealed by my father. The great cities will burn, the crops and cattle will suffer disease and death, their children will perish from all sorts of diseases never seen before in the earth, and I reveal to you the greatest mystery of all, and I have been allowed to see that their land, the United States, destruction will come about through the vengeful hands of one of their our very own sons. Okay, speaking of Kenya. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. So that one is one to hold to your chest because that one is still in heavy-duty effect. Uh, and um, and I especially appreciate it because it goes back, what, more than 100 years? Wow, that's saying a lot. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Okay, you got the what's known as the 12th Imam Prophecy. So it says, the next one comes from a Forbes article dated in 1026 of 08 by Amir Tahiri, author of 10 books on Iran and the Middle East and Islam. Question, is Barack Obama the promised warrior coming to help the hidden Imam of the Shiite Muslims to conquer the world? Answer, this question has made rounds in Iran since last month when a pro-government website published a hadith or tradition from a Shiite text of the 17th century. The tradition comes from a Baha al-Anvar, meaning Oceans of Light, by Mullah blah blah blah, uh, a magnum opus in 132 volumes and the basis of a modern Shiite Islam. It says, according to the tradition, Imam Ali can't say it can't say it can't say it the prophet's cousin and son-in-law prophesied that in the end times just before the return of the Mahdi it's talking about the Imam Mahdi okay the ultimate savior will be a tall black man that will assume the reins of government in the west commanding the strongest army on the earth the new ruler in the west will carry a clear sign from the third Imam whose name was Hussein the tradition concludes, Shiites, Shiites will have no doubt that, quote, he is with us. Did you hear that? I hope that you were paying attention because that's a pretty significant uh, prophecy that seems to echo back pretty clearly uh, to um, Obama. Now, why I had that sound effect jettisoned across my uh, computer screen or uh, computer, uh, I do not know. Now, hold on a second. Let me make a switch here, a switch change so I don't have that happen again. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So let's go ahead and scroll down a little bit further. Um, yeah, there's a few, there's a few little more tidbits uh, about that one particular prophecy, but I think I think what we read thus far is uh, more than enough. All right, I do not know where this comes from. I'm just going to read it right off the page, <clears throat> and the, and the title is Obama, Hillary, and No Trump. Hmm. Now remember that this is a snapshot in time. And we were simply operating as best as we could with the information that our Heavenly Father would allow us to have. But I will also say this, that our Heavenly Father is a Heavenly Father of surprises. He does answer prayer. He does change his mind. And anytime you grab a hold of something and you're absolutely sure beyond any shadow of a doubt that's the only way that it's going to be and that's how it's going to be and that's how it's going to be blah 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 and you're certain of it watch out okay because our heavenly father 
loves the priest of Baal. He loves to upset uh, this, you know, the satanic status quo. He loves to rip the rug right out from underneath the WEF and all of these evil entities from the bowels of hell. Okay, and and we don't know exactly how things are going to turn out. And he proved it gangbusters by allowing Trump. Uh, and even look, look, I even I, as I said before, and I'll say it again, uh, the the man who is a I don't know some kind of a senior director with the uh, Rhodes Roundtable uh, had come forward as a whistleblower and told everybody that they were absolutely utterly blown away that Trump had gotten elected. These are the people that control who becomes the president of the United States. These are the people who have controlled who would become the president of the United States for over 100 years. So imagine their surprise. Okay? The ones that actually control it. All right. So anyway, it says, this prophetic word covers and agrees with all the trustworthy prophetic words that are out there harmonizing a series of events. The key points are, there are no trustworthy prophecies of Trump being elected. And at the time, there weren't. There weren't. The next statement is, there are some potentially trustworthy prophecies of a female tyrant being placed over the people of America. The next one is, there's a huge collection of Obama martial law, antichrist, dictator, and destruction of America while in office prophecies. This prophecies covers them all. Fascinating. If true, this substantiates the thoroughness of Amos 3.7. Praise his name. Okay, so then, uh, then the bullet points that came out of this analysis was, number one, Trump may get shot. So even before the election occurred, there were there was speculation flying around all over the internet all the way back into 2015 2014 etc 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 that Trump might get assassinated then at that moment in time imagine that <clears throat> so again this is a walk back memory lane for many of us number 2 Trump will quote not all capital letters get elected because that's what everybody believed. And the reason why we believed it was because our Heavenly Father and all of the prophets, the A-list prophets, the top, tippity-toppity, tip-tip-tip, A-plus-plus-plus prophets were all saying that, that Obama was going to be the last president. Boy, I'll tell you what, I probably had 20 shows that were dedicated to that one topic alone. All right? Number three, Hillary will get elected, okay, meaning that she would be either second fiddle, vice president, something like that, to fulfill the many, many prophecies that there were that said that a woman, dictator, tyrant sort of a person uh, would make it into the presidency and help to collapse the United States. Uh, Number four, chaos will ensue between the election and the inauguration. Martial law shall be established, and Obama will maintain the presidency. Hillary will become a tyrant underneath the Antichrist. This was the predominant belief system of 2015. Okay, and folks, let me tell you something. I have endless. I don't want to embarrass anybody. I don't want to name any names, but let me tell you something. I have a lot of prophetic words. I'm not going to mention the name of this individual, but I will tell you that this one here says, America, this is our last breath. 
And it goes on to explain that there isn't going to be anybody else, that Obama's going to be the last president. It's the end of the, you know, that everything's going to go into martial law. Uh, you know, uh, I ha- there were people calling up Alex Jones on InfoWars and reporting. I mean, these people were serious. They were driving down the freeway, whatever, in the Austin, uh, Texas area, and they had seen uh, semi-trailers pulled out, you know, um, Whatever, I guess, I guess it, you know, of course, you know, the troopers are going to pull over a semi-trailer once in a while. And, yes, it would be highly likely that uh, if they were checking the truck, they could have them open up the back of the truck. And this particular individual called the program and said, all I could see is, you know, as far as the eye could see in the back of that uh, semi-trailer uh, was uh, signs that said martial law in effect. Okay, so I mean, and I I even have that audio bite still to this day. Okay, so um, at the time we were getting so much intel coming in from A plus 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 profits, Glenda Jackson, the name you, you, one right after the other, uh, Sid Roth, Sid Supernatural, all kinds of people that we were pulling in that were getting told things from the Lord. You know, she had been told if the if the, if the church doesn't become a house of prayer, uh, you know, that really bad things are going to happen in the United States and blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. So we had so much information coming in to solidify what we believed was going to happen in accordance with God's word and God's some of God's very best prophets that it was absolutely astonishing stupefying indeed okay the better word is stupefying when a person is stupefied it means that they're so shocked they can't even speak and that is exactly how many of us were during this period of time. We could not believe what we were seeing happening. Okay, you've got the William Brenham vision of 1933. Reverend Brenham received a vision on Sunday. The little line he talks about uh, how he had, uh, you know, seen during our period of, you know, that a cruel, this was part of his prophecy, a cruel woman will seize power in the United States. She possesses a hardness that defies description. Boy, does that describe Hillary. But anyway, uh, she was cruel, wicked, and cunning, and dominated the United States with authority, and she had complete power over the population, etc., etc. All right, so again, is this going to happen? How's it going to happen? You know, what, 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 what happens? What happens when all heck breaks loose? What happens when, let's just say that maybe Colonel Douglas McGregor isn't correct. Maybe Colonel Douglas McGregor is thinking right. He's definitely on target, and his hypothesis about this country collapsing, essentially, Washington, D.C., just folding in on itself prior to 2024 and the 2024 election not occurring. You know, there's a lot of – that could be true. That could be true. Um, and, but that doesn't mean that something bad doesn't happen to Trump. Or 2024 election does happen, and see, therein – lies the trigger for the Civil War. Make no mistake. Most of this country sees Donald Trump, like it or lump it, most of this country sees Donald Trump as the only hope it has for survival. The only hope. And more and more and more people are coming out every week. And pretty much without actually saying it, 
saying it. There's a reason for the Second Amendment. It wasn't so people could go out and shoot quail. Now, I am anti-gun. I am not from this earth. I am a citizen of heaven. I am a royal priesthood. I hope that I make the barley harvest. I pray in Jesus' name that I am found worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before the Son of Man at the wedding supper of the Lamb. Hallelujah. And I pray in the name of Jesus that every one of you make it as well. We don't want to be here for this stuff. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to this. Another. This is the title. I'm not going to name any names, but I'm just going to tell you. This is the title of an absolute A-list prophet. This person slams the ball out of the park, and when it goes out of the park, it flies all the way into another state, bounces off of another ballpark, and keeps on going. I'm not going to mention his name, but I will tell you what the title of this. The title of this prophecy is, and I do quote, Obama will not be taken out of office. Okay, And this was published on August 9th of 2015. Well, actually, officially on August 20th on a particular website. But nevertheless, a couple of days here or there, whatever. But the point is, I'm not going to, you know, it, 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 I, could, I could sit here. I don't want to give too much of it away. I don't want, I don't want to embarrass anybody, this, that, or the other thing. That, that is not what this is about. Okay? But it goes on and says, this man will not be taken out of office, for with the upcoming elections, much trouble will be occurring. The land will be in tumult. The election will be paved with many problems and issues. And then because of the disruption, another one will be set in place, and the land will be set ablaze with many things. There will be trouble on every side, every step of the White House will be shaken with tumult, for it is my direction to bring this land to its knees. Yeah, it's right out of the prophecy. Oh, and how about this one? How about this one? The vision of the 12 houses. I don't know how many times we must have read this one. See, Alan Martin had a vision way back in 1971, prophetically depicting 12 presidents of the United States, with the last president was unknown to him even after updating the information in the late 1990s. We know today is the last president would have been Barack Obama. This is what the prophecy says about this 12th house or president. It says, this is the last house. I saw it in my vision of the night after this house was a dirt path that led toward a collection of boulders arraigned in a semicircle, which reminded me of a place where a trial was being held for when judgment was being rendered. In another dream, which took place during the millennial age, I was standing amongst these rocks, looking at the ruins of the world, rocked by the great tribulation in the ruins of these boulders. I found a witch doll, and I knew immediately that one of the reasons that the USA was judged was because she had gone after the occult and witchcraft. Anybody want to raise their hand on that one? (laughs) <laughs> All I can say is, are you kidding me? I mean, my goodness. It is, uh, oh, there's so many of these. So, so, so many of these. Praise God. It just keeps on going on. Here's another one. Dream of Obama from the 1980s. We've waited until we thought the most appropriate time to release this. And now, May of 2012. And goes on it. 
share this prophecy from Jack DeMaul going way, 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 way back. I don't even know this person, but again, another prophecy calling out the same thing saying that Obama is going to be the last president. Um, Then you've got a fair warning. Bulgarian president predicted Obama would be the last president. Okay, I'm sorry, Bulgarian prophet. So in this particular case, you have the Baba Vanga, who supposedly has hit the jackpot on the some surprisingly large percentage of her visions that she has been given uh this blind baba vanga individual and um and this baba vanga person was another one who predicted that a barack hussein obama would be the last president okay i i Folks, if you saw what I'm scrolling past right now, I'm I can't I'm not going to name the names of all of these people. You will know them. I don't want to want this to come across as you know me, uh, you know, badmouthing anybody because that is not what this is about. Uh, you know, I've got uh, very well known radio shows, uh, even ones that I've been on and, and invited to, saying exactly the same thing uh, again, over and over and over and over again. Okay, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, I probably got a hundred or more, probably more than well over a hundred prophecies from various different people making the same exact statement from the Lord. Obama is not going to leave the presidency in 2016. And the United States is going to be jettisoned in the martial law. It was the consensus. And all of us woke up the next day. Oh, if I could show you, my goodness gracious, if I could show you what I'm scrolling past. But I can't. I can't. There's too many people. Um, You know, it will call out names. And the problem is humans, people, especially Christians, they have a very difficult time reasoning through things very well. Hey, I've gone through my hard times reasoning through things. Believe me. Okay, but I would always ask myself, could it be that our Heavenly Father relented? Could it be that he changed his mind? Could there be a reason for this to have happened? And then I would go to the Bible I would use, you know, the many different translations that I have and the power that I've, the incredible computing power power that I have for doing biblical research. And I would dig around and dig around and dig around and dig around and I'd be like, I'll be darned. I'll be darned. Look at that. Look at how many times our Heavenly Father has relented, changed his mind, and all the different reasons he did. It's amazing. I mean, he, he was going to kill uh, King Hezekiah, but he didn't. Because Hezekiah burst out in tears and begged God not to kill him. It even says in 2 Kings 20, verse 5, it says, I have seen your tears, as our Heavenly Father speaking. I have seen your tears, and I will answer you. Wow. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So anyway, on that note, what I'm going to do, I did want to share those things just to kind of bring back to people's recollection. A time that has, well, gone by. It was actually a 
kind of a nicer time than we live in today. They weren't dismembering children. They weren't flaunting um, things in our face that we shouldn't have to see ever. Uh, They weren't doing the horrific things that are happening today and right in front of our eyes with uh, just, it's just unbelievable, folks. I will want to have a conversation with Jesus. I really will. I will want to ask him, was that necessary? (laughs) You know what I mean? I'll just want to say to him, you know, Lord, really? I mean, was, you know, what, what was the reason for that? Why did we all have to be subject to that? Why did we have to see children, you know, with body parts cut off and things? Well, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm a little befuddled. I'll admit it. I'm befuddled. Is it because people are? Is it like like it says at the end of the book of Jonah, where it says, you know, that uh, the people of Nineveh, you know, uh, you know, there's uh, thousands of people here that don't know their, you know, they're not smart enough to know their left hand from their right hand. Is that the reason? Is it because that we're so far ahead of so many others? I'm not saying that in a puffed up way. I'm saying it in an inquisitive way. I want to try to understand what's the delay? How evil do things have to become? What is the what what is the goal? What is the goal? Because the only goal I can think of is that our father does not want one to perish. That's got to be the goal. Now, then I say to myself, why wouldn't people have woken up by now? What is it that they're missing? And what is it that's going to change? And I wonder to myself, could it be the removal of Trump? Could it be our Heavenly Father needs to let churchianity know that all this nonsense that they've been hearing from their pillow prophets over the last four or five years has been just that, nonsense. Does our Heavenly Father desire to awaken the, um, for lack of a better term, the evangelical Christianity MAGA movement and to wake them up and to saying things like, you know, Donald Trump is King David, you know, rose up again by God and all this other stuff. Maybe our Heavenly Father needs to, you know, take his holy hand down from heaven and whack these people upside the head and get them to snap out of this stupor that they're in. I don't know. But I wondered to myself, how can anybody not see all this evil? Because at the very viewing of the evil, at the very, at the moment that you see it and you realize how bad it is, I I, I just can't imagine how anyone wouldn't throw themselves at God's feet wouldn't throw themselves to the feet of Jesus and cry out in agony and pray and and just be in tears. I I don't I don't understand that. I don't relate to it. I cannot and I never will relate to it and I'm okay with that. I just wonder. 
there's got to be I, I, I don't know what it is. Or it could be a combination of things. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it does say in um, Psalm 51, and I'll pull this up real quick if I can. <clears throat> I'm pulling up my Olive Tree Bible study software real quick. In Psalm 51, it has an interesting, all right, it says, listen, so verse 3 in Psalm 51, it says, For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, Father, you only I have sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Could that little phrase be the key that our Heavenly Father needs to show all of us, me included, but maybe some others more than, you know what I mean? Maybe he needs to lift and to take his holy hand and bring it down on earth and smack some people upside the head. I don't know. That you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. In other words, it's saying right here that our Heavenly Father needs to be able to show people, look, this is what you did. Now, I hope that that is not the case. I don't want to see anybody have to go through that, but I suspect that it may be part of the dynamics that are in play right now. I don't really like that term uh, in play, but some of the things that are happening across the world right now. I have a feeling that our Heavenly Father needs desires to show people the error of their ways. Maybe some of the evangelical MAGA Christians will repent. Maybe they will go to their knees. Maybe they will say, I am sorry, Father. Maybe some of these, you know, seven mountains mandate people out there that are telling everybody things that have not come true, not once, not even close, over the last five, six, seven, eight years, and maybe they'll repent. Maybe, you know, who knows how many people might wake up from all of this? I don't know. And maybe that's part of the point. And maybe it's only part of the point. Maybe there's so much more to the to to our Heavenly Father's reasoning as to why all these things have to happen as they are. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, on that note, um, uh, I just thought it was kind of neat to go back um, in time and to look at some of those things. Now, I'm wondering why this, hold on just a second. I got to bring this down. Shrinky dink, shrink, shrink, shrink. Hold on a second. Okay. There we go. Praise God. All right. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> okay. So um, I, I thought that, you know, let me just, uh, hold on. Let me, I got to get this to just the right magnification to be able to see what's on the page just right to be able to catch stuff that might be interesting. So anyway, so what I'm doing with a little bit of the time that we have left. I don't know that I'm going to go all the way to 10 o'clock this evening. Um, however, there may be a couple of interesting tidbits that we might capture as I'm scrolling through uh, some of these keepers that I have 
uh, kept <laughs> inside um, the um, show notes over the years. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So anyway, I'm kind of scrolling through it. And, and you know what? Oh, 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 oh. I did want to share this little story with you. There's all kinds of little gems in here that have been here for years and years and years. And um, we used to go over them in, in the past, you know, pr- pretty frequently. Um, but the world has been going so crazy. So it's just been so out of control that um, we really haven't had the luxury of going through a lot of these things like we used to. All right. Praise God. But I'm going to go ahead and um, read this to you because it's cool. Just because it's cool. This is actually written by, this is about uh, General William Booth. General William Booth was the founding father of, uh, you know, the Salvation Army. And the origins of the Salvation Army were very, very, very godly. All right. Now, what they've become today, I do not know. I do not judge. I do not care. It does not matter. We got enough problems on our hands. All right. But I will share this with you because it's very, very Well, it's super duper cool. All right. On April 9th, 1865, Lee met Grant in the parlor of the private homes of the Potomac Courthouse. He surrendered his army and brought an end to four long years of death and devastation known as the Civil War. In the same year, a 36-year-old Englishman by the name of William Booth declared war on the powers of darkness by founding the Salvation Army. One of the most effective weapons in General Booth's arsenal was fervent prayer. Now, remember what I just told you about Second Kings, uh, you know, chapter twenty, verse five, where King Hezekiah was basically condemned to death, and um, he cried out to God with genuine, genuine tears, and God said to him, "I have seen your tears, and I will answer you." Now, remember that. Remember the word fervent. Okay, John, you know, um, uh, James uh, 5.16, I believe it is. All right, so anyway, the effective fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much. Now, one of the most effective weapons in General Booth's arsenal was fervent prayer. It was not unusual for Booth to hold an all night of prayer when he came to preach the word of God. People would flood the altars Everywhere he went, the power of God was wonderfully manifested in the meetings. People were frequently struck, overwhelmed with the sense of presence of the power of God. The Salvation Army's success at freeing the captives was uncanny, especially when one considers those who it strived to reach. General Booth's battle cry was, go for souls and go for the worst. The worst of the sinners were saved. Saloons were closing and and entire cities were shaken. Booth's success attracted not only supporters, but also enemies. Those who served in the army were pelted with hot coals, sprayed with tar, burning sulfur, beat, stoned, kicked, uh, kicked to death in some cases, it says here, in the streets. The Salvation Army resisted their enemies with cheerful God bless you in prayer. Unlike the church of today, right? Think about it. General Booth himself was often in the thick of it. When spit on during the Midland Tours, Booth encouraged his fellow soldiers, don't rub it off, it's a medal of honor. 
Night after night, Booth would come home bleeding and bruised after being attacked for preaching in the slums of England. After such nights of testing, he would take his wife's hand and say, Kate, let me pray with you. After praying with Catherine, he would rise from his knees, armed with the fresh courage and hope. Um, both needed from the valor of his wife, uh, uh, both needed all the valor his wife Catherine could inspire in him. She encouraged him, if we get tired, we had better go and be done with with it. Anything is better than a dead church. Despite the grinding pressures of the ministry, the Booths had a happily happily united family. The general had nine children and loved to play and romp with them, especially in their favorite game, which is called Fox and Geese. Now listen, once while traveling, General Booth's car was detained. He took advantage of the opportunity and exhorted some idle factory workers. He said, some of you men never pray. You gave up praying long ago, but I'm going to say to you, won't you pray for your children that they may be different? Within within minutes, 700 men knelt in silent prayer. At another time, two Salvation Army officers set out to um, to to uh, found a new work only to meet with failure and opposition. Frustrated and tired, they appealed to the general to close the rescue mission. Okay. They were assigned to a particular mission in England. They were frustrated and t- uh, because they were not bringing as many souls to Christ as they hoped. So they appealed to the general to please close the rescue mission. General Booth sent back a telegram with two words on it. Try tears. Try tears. They followed his advice, and they witnessed a mighty revival. During the course of William Booth's ministry, he traveled 5 million miles, preached 60,000 sermons, and God helped us in, in this desperate and distracted day in which we lived to heed the general's advice. Work as if everything depended on your work, and pray as if everything depended on your prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And all I got to say is... <laughs> Praise God. That is some powerful preaching right there. And you know what? It's true. It really is true. And it's all over the Bible. Praise God. So, again, the effective, fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much. And we, and we all need to be remembering that for the days that we are in right now. We need to pray through. We need to lean in. We need to be fervent in how we're praying and seek God with all of our hearts because we're in a day where, it, it, you know, it... it it, it demands it. I mean, it does demand it. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Hallelujah. Anyway, on that night, hmm, there is an awful lot of good stuff in here. Hmm. No wonder. Let me see here. Heard and seen it all over the world. Trumpets blowing. Pull off the air. TV on the news. Huh. wonder if I should read this one. This is God's Healer 7, uh, Sister Barbara, and she was given a dream about the day of the Lord. The reason I'm going to, I'm going to read this for, to you, and I'll tell you why. You may remember how many times I have mentioned, and I even have a dedicated page on tribulation-now.org, 
I think it's called prophetic movies or something like that. And um, these movies, what, hundreds of them, are extremely um, prophetic. I, now, is every little thing in the movie prophetic? Is every little thing in the movie going to happen exactly? As, no, no, absolutely not. But there are parts of many of these movies that are unbelievably prophetic. And as I was monitoring the prophecies fervently over the years, I was like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe I'm reading this. This is amazing. Well, in this particular um, – this is actually entitled uh, by Sister Barbara. It's entitled Preview of the Day of the Lord. That's actually what it's called. And she goes on to say, part one, listen, the lion roars, the birds take flight. See if you can guess what movie this is, by the way. The birds take flight. You can see the beast of the earth running. Look at the sky. It's clear. Shh, listen. I hear thunder. I know how can, I know how can there be thunder? The sky is clear. I know, but it looks strange. Something's not right. I have a peculiar feeling. Look over there. It looks like lightning. I think we should go inside. It's lightning and thundering to the east. I'm going to put on the news and see if something is going on. The newsman says the lightning and thunder can be heard and seen all over the world. The lightning is causing fires everywhere. What's that? It looks like airplanes. I don't know. I can hear sirens. No, there's something else. Yes, I hear it. It sounds like a trumpet blowing. Did you hear that? The news says the government has ordered our planes up. They are tracking something on the radar. Let's go down to the street to see oh, the National Guard Armory. I can see the trucks coming up the road. I think we should go uh, over to the store now. The local news just cut in and said the schools are all being let out early. All the National Guard units are on alert. I'm going to stop at the bank first. Hurry up so we can get back before the kids come home. Strange lightning all over the world. The newsmen are talking about it. Have you figured out what what movie it is yet? Part two. We'd better hurry. The place looks jammed already. Put on the news. I can't. The TV stations are all off the air. I'll try the radio. There's nothing. If it, uh, It's off the air, too. I think I know what's going on. Let's get what we need and get home. Look, one of the streetlights are working. We'll have to take back the roads. Uh, we'll have to take the back roads. See if your cell phone works. Nope, it's dead. I can feel the earth shaking. Remember that earthquake we had? The doors were moving in the pictures. I think this is it, what the Bible calls the end of time and when, the, and, 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 and when Jesus returns, the day of the Lord. They say it will be a regular day, and no one will know when, but the signs are all available for those of us with eyes to see and ears to hear the warnings. I guess God gave warnings like he did in the times of Noah and no one listened. They all laughed at the warnings. God made fun of it until it started to rain, and guess what? I think it's raining. War of the Worlds, man. Praise God. What movie starts out with strange lightning all over the news worldwide before all the ugly starts hitting? War of the Worlds. Yeah. Praise God. It's amazing. Uh, and it's it's all it's Isaiah 13. I mean, my goodness, it's all about alien invasions. It's all there. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, and anyway, on that note, I could go through 
you know, the ceremony vision, but we've done that a gazillion times. There's all kinds of uh, various tidbits uh, that I've injected into these um, uh, show notes over the years. But um, on that note, uh, I think we've done a pretty good job of kind of walking back in time, remembering a little bit about how things were in 2012, 2013, 2014, and why so many of us were turned upside down uh, when um, when Donald Trump got elected. I mean, I, 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 the amount of prophecies that we had, the number of shows that we have done, the number of incredibly talented, a trip. I mean, people. We we were bringing on people from Sid Roth. We were bringing on folks that are well known worldwide for their, uh, uh, you know, incredible anointing and prophetic word. And um, and everyone, everyone, was saying the same thing. So God definitely relented, and it was an amazing thing that happened. Now, do we have a lot to hold on to? Do we got to deal with a lot? Do we got to wait a while? Do we got, you know, yeah, yeah, we do. But at least we have a pretty good idea, thank you, Jesus, kind of where we are in the end times biblical timeline. We know that we are very, very close to World War III starting. We know that we got uh, the Antichrist in charge of this entity, uh, this disgusting group of people that are running the country into the ground, which would be no different than we we would expect, given the times that we are in right now. Folks, we're so far along right now. Papacata pedal blowing its top constantly. Things, you know, uh, we're so close to, uh, for lack of a better term, I'll just use the word disclosure. Okay, what does that mean? I don't care. It's irrelevant. At the end of the day, no matter how disclosure goes down, once the information starts coming out. Now, there's going to be a big, I guarantee it, there's going to be a fantastic number of people that are going to come forward and are going to be like, oh, it's all fake. It's a bunch of TR3Bs, either things, well, you just wait. You just wait, because when you see what's really coming, there won't be any hesitation in your mind whether or not it's live or Memorex. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, on that note, I want to thank you all for joining us tonight. It is 9.08 p.m. on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great. It is July the 5th. Praise God. Thank you for praying for me. I'm praying for you. And we will see you all this Friday night, 7 p.m. Lord willing, God bless you all. Thank you, Jesus.
I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.